Hi, everybody, and welcome to this edition of the KTH 9:10 a.m. interview of the week here on the Guadalupe Radio Network in North Texas. This is a program where we like to introduce you to folks that you may not be aware of, news that are that's going on, uh, good things here in North Texas. If it's local and Catholic, we like to talk about it. And uh, on this particular interview, I'm going to tell you about something that is of immediate uh, interest because uh, there's an open house tomorrow, Sunday, the 20th of February, uh, that you might just be interested in, and I'm guessing that most of you are not aware of a new academy that, uh, well, it's a few years old, but it's changing, and uh, there are some new uh, updates and uh, news about St. Anthony's Academy in Irving uh, that's going on, and uh, this is exciting, especially if you have uh, junior high and high school age uh, daughters or granddaughters that are looking for a good opportunity for a good Catholic education. This interview is for you, and so uh, thanks for tuning in. Uh, Laura Neri is the directress and founder of St. Anthony's Academy in Irving. Their website is stanthonysacademy.org. And she joins me for this interview to talk about uh, all that's going on there. So, Laura, thanks for being here. Thank you. All right, so let's go back before we talk about what's new. And there's a lot new starting in, I guess, the fall, right? Yes. In the fall uh, of 2022. Uh, Bring us back to the history of this why you founded St. Anthony's Academy in the first place a few years ago, and what this is all about. Okay, so, um, well, we saw a lack in modern education. <laughs> so okay. yeah. we, we wanted to address that, um, particularly for girls, because uh, the, the type of education that we want, um, we want to edu- educate the whole person. And you can find this at a couple places for boys, uh, specifically St. Martin's Academy in Kansas mm-hmm. and Gregory the Great Academy in Pennsylvania, yeah. which are boys' boarding schools. Um, and we've always wanted our son to go to one of these schools. And but we have three daughters, and you know we've thought a lot about why why isn't there anything like this mm-hmm. for girls? You know this type of education and that combines classical learning with experiential learning. Mm-hmm. Nothing in Texas. Nothing anywhere that, yeah, that I'm aware yeah. of. I've looked for boarding uh, schools. Yeah, even the boys, for... you say you got to go to different states. Yes. You know, those two yeah. that you recommended. Although there is, I guess, there is a, a girl's school that is going in Virginia, okay. Edith Stein, which yeah. is a neat program too, which is similar to what we're doing. But still, not but exactly around the corner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. And we're not and, moving and, and to Virginia. Who wants to go so. to Virginia, right. <laughs> so, uh, the, so this... Um, Originally, three years ago, you, you started it, and it's it was co-ed. And now you talk about the, the girls' program. That's what you're you're changing it to. But yes. what, what was the original vision? Uh, because uh, even as of right now, it's still co-ed until coming up uh, yes. uh, until this fall, right? Yes. So um, we we wanted to. Um, we didn't want our kids to sit in desk all day. Mm-hmm. I don't really think it's good for any human being to yeah. sit in a desk all day, yeah. and uh, boys or girls. And so we wanted them to have uh, a great liberal arts classical education. Uh, both my husband and I, who he is a co-founder with me, mm-hmm. uh, we both went to the University of Dallas. We loved our education there. Um, and so we we love the good books and the great books, you know, and this idea of progressing from the good books to the great books, mm-hmm. right? Not just trying to read all the great books while yeah. you're in high school. Um, and 
we love John Sr., who was a political, I mean, not, not political, educational philosopher, who uh, started a program at the University of Kansas in the 70s called the Integrated Humanities Program. Uh, he really is the one who inspired me 25 years ago. I read his little book, Idea for a School, and thought, this is what education should look like, mm. right? Like, you're not just sitting in a desk. You're out there learning hands-on. You're doing things experientially. And he calls it, uh, there's another student of his, James S. Taylor, who wrote a fabulous book called Poetic Knowledge. Mm. And it's it's about this type of education. Yeah, so, hands-on, right? Hands-on yeah. and experiential, but you know, also connected to the earth, right? Yeah. We're, we need a connection with the real. And there's so many people who live in, in very much in a virtual yeah. world. When days, I was a kid, so. I, I lived, mo- I mean, most of my life was down at the creek, catching snakes and turtles yes. and minnows and, and, and looking at trees and getting poison ivy. And yeah. Yeah, I mean, just like, like actually living in the world. And, yeah. and I don't think many kids are doing that these days. Yeah, they're sitting at home playing video games or watching television yeah. or, you know, and... I think it's a, well, it's research is saying it's, it's connected to this rise in depression and anxiety. Um, there's a lot of screen addiction problems and, uh, there's a big issue with the way, I mean, our culture is confused Mm -hmm. and and (laughs) for lots of reasons, I think, you know, but the internet plays into that and be having access to the, to the internet anytime and having, you know, staring at your phone all day. None of that is healthy for our kids, yeah. and we wanted something something really different, something to confront this culture and change it. Yeah. You know. So let me ask you, from a practical standpoint, you've had for a few years now St. Anthony's Academy. It's been co-ed, and now uh, the, the big news is, is that starting in the fall, it's going to be St. Anthony's Academy uh, for, for girls only. Yes. And so you're, you're making this transition so the guys need to kind of go elsewhere. <laughs> I know that even, uh, I think, applies to your own family, right? Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. We are, we're hoping that our son will will go off to one of these great boys' schools. Yeah, so. yeah. Now, is it a boarding school? You mentioned the boarding school. So, or will it become that way? So it's not at this point of, we would love to get, right now we're renting space, but yeah. we would love to get our own campus eventually, yeah. uh, several acres, and to have a boarding house. So yeah. we would like to have a boarding house, um, you know, with a house mother and mm-hmm. a few girls who could come from around the country or the yeah. world yeah. <laughs> to, to have this type of education. You know, there's a lot of options out there, homeschooling and, you know, uh, charter schools like, you know, Great Hearts and Founders. There's Catholic schools. And so obviously, and I think you've already kind of touched on a lot of this, uh, that what people are going to be wondering is why is this different? You know, of course it's, 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 uh, it's just for girls and, and there aren't that many options of just girls education. Uh, I mean, when I think of Catholic, I think of only Ursuline. There's Hockaday, yeah. you know, but, uh, and so that, that, that in and of itself is unique. What else is, is the big draw here other than what you've already mentioned? Um, well, I think one of my favorite things about our school that, that I don't, I don't have any other school that does this is we do the divine office. We sing the divine office, um, every day, Mm -hmm. um, two or three times a day. And it's very important as part of the experiential education as well, because, uh, you know, it's one thing to sit and read the Psalms and theology and pick them apart. Mm -hmm. And it's another thing 
to sing them every day over and over and over and they become written on your heart. Yeah. And you know, I think when these kids are are, you know, 50 and go through some kind of tragedy, that's what they're going to come back to. Mm-hmm. They're going to come back to these psalms and it it's why the monks do it, right? They yeah. form your soul, they form the way you think. So, uh it's very important to me that our students seeing the divine office and um as well as that so we don't sit in a desk all day Mm -hmm. Uh, we do have excellent academics and they work on those primarily in the morning um so they have a three-hour work period in the morning and they don't go to classes like you would think like at founders bell rings and you go down the hall to the next class so what we do is they we have individualized work plans so uh, particularly for quadrivium or math and uh, trivium writing it's basically and um, so each student can progress as quickly as they need to Mm -hmm. and you know we're we have some students using Saxon Math. We have some students using the British math system. Uh, my husband is British, yeah. and so <laughs> my he, wife's British. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so we use we like the British system, the GCSE. Yeah. Books. So um, we're doing that. We we really work to find what works for each student. Yeah. So what I do not like about a lot of modern education is students are like products on a factory yeah. line. Just yeah. you know, they're all fit into the same box just get through one get size out. fits all yes yeah, yeah so we wanted something that considered the unique path of every person mm. so um but we love to talk about literature together so we have uh, this is where we're also incorporating the oxford tutorial system so the students meet in small tutorial groups with their teachers to discuss their literature the socratic yeah Okay. So and but it's not a whole class yeah. like a big group, right? Yeah. It's a it's one to three or four people usually make up a tutorial group. Yeah. So for literature for the humanities, um, we have a humanities tutorial uh, for the we meet every day, and we have once a week a trivium seminar and a quadrivium seminar, and that's where the students come together to discuss the problems that they're doing in quadrivium, um, to read out loud their papers or to make oral presentations and receive you know, feedback from their peers and their teachers. Um, so we have this kind of academic time in the morning. Uh, we have then divine office and we have lunch and leisure. We want the students to have Leisure, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. You, yeah, there's a real uh, deficit of that in, there, the, in the world today. We're all so darn busy trying to get stuff done. Yes, and so yeah. we have hammocks hanging outside. If they want to <laughs> lay out there and take a nap. Hammocks, if, I like that. <laughs> if they want to you know, picnic tables, they can sit outside. The students often, they invented their own kind of baseball game with a stick. And uh. <laughs> like, I think they, they do all kinds of neat things and we have you know chess games out we have so they can sit and it's a very unique experience isn't yeah. it yeah and uh, just i just want to remind everybody in case you're just tuning in this is the interview of the week laura neri is the found co-founder along with her husband and she is the directress of saint anthony's academy 
which is an authentically Catholic girls' education, embracing class, classical studies and experiential learning. Uh, they're located in Irving, and uh, their website is St. Anthony's Academy. Dot org and uh, all right back to our regularly scheduled interviews so i'm sorry what were you, yeah, what were you? so um in the afternoon we have practical arts okay uh which includes economia is what we call it so the sciences yeah right because uh for instance you are doing ceramics um well that's experiential hands-on learning uh but you have to learn some transition metal chemistry and some thermodynamics to glaze your mm-hmm. pots and fire yeah. your pots. And uh, so you're learning chemistry and physics in a way that is directly applicable to something that you want to do, mm-hmm. right? And then once you're, you're done making your pottery, you put it into your own business, which the students run a business called the Black Arrow Market. Um, they, it's, I'm very impressed with the things that they've made. They make jewelry and rosaries and ceramics, and they build wooden boxes. They weld benches and tables. Um, they've made, uh, they're making right now, my daughter is making uh, Texas throwing stars. So she's welding these stars and polishing them and making uh, another um, student of ours is making the leather pouches for them to go in on your belt so you have these sets of throwing stars. Mm. I mean, they they come up with creative ideas and um, they execute them and they make mistakes mm-hmm. and they learn through their mistakes, right? And um, it's a beautiful thing to see and we encourage that. Like, don't be afraid to make mistakes, right? It doesn't have to be perfect the yeah, first time. Right. Try it out. And see what happens. And then you you learn how to correct and mm-hmm. how to not be afraid to try things, which I think we've seen a lot of issues with that in modern education, too. Yeah. Like you just need to memorize this chart and regurgitate it on the exam. Yeah. And then you can yeah. forget it and move on to the next thing. The, yeah, this sounds like if you have common core over here, it's the exact opposite. I mean, it's like yeah. rather than just memorizing, just you're just in for a, you're just studying for a test. Yeah. This is studying for life, right? Yes. This is so that you can be a, a full person, you know, and, and, and learn, learn what it is. I love your quote on your website the, from Plato. The object of education is to learn to love what is beautiful. Yes. So I, I think there's a big issue with uh, students today in a lot of schools, think about education simply as a means to making money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? That's yeah. why... I want to be a lawyer, I want yeah. to be a doctor, I want to, yeah. And um, not that, you know, I mean, that's important too. Yeah. You have to make money to live, and you know, but, but there's so much more to it, right? And you can do both. You yeah. can still, yeah. We, yeah. you know, we are not encouraging people to not ever get a job by any means. Uh, you know, in fact, yeah, we could only land that hammock so long, right? You got to get. <laughs> but you, you know, in fact, I think we're preparing them a lot better yeah. for oh, the yeah. workforce. Yeah. Um, yeah. For instance, you know, so we have a system where the students can earn badges. So they start by earning a journeyman badge, and then they can move on to earn a master badge. So um, my daughter. Uh, right now has her her journeyman badge in welding and she's working on her master badge um, and my son has his woodworking and mechanics journeyman badges and is working you know for his masters and so by the time they leave they have really applicable skills and you know whether or not 
they go on to become welders and woodworkers, mm-hmm. which is great if they yeah. decide to do that, fine. Uh, but they have these skills. They can use these things at their own homes yeah. and save a lot of money, you know? Yeah, like So So rather than saying, you know, I think I'm just going to work for corporate America one day, you know, learn some hands-on training and maybe, Absolutely. You, may, maybe you get to, it almost sounds like a, uh, like, uh, I don't know, I'm thinking of like distributism where somebody yeah. earns, earns a trade and it's, it's, it's so, such a cool throwback of like a simpler yes. time uh, and, uh, and, and very interesting. Uh, how many Current students, do you have? What's your capacity? What's your goal? Talk, talk about the you, you know enrollment. So, um, John Senior, our one of our inspirations, he talks about uh, keeping class sizes to twelve. Okay, I think that's very important. Uh, when I was teaching, I've taught for twenty five years. I have a lot of teaching experience, and I. It, you know, my class sizes would be sometimes thirty three kids per oh, class. Yeah, you yeah. know, that's. And I found most of the time in class was spent dealing with behavioral issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so very little actual teaching could happen in those circumstances. Um, so we will keep our class sizes to 12. Uh, that's a multi-age class. Uh, we also love Montessori. So this is part of, of her inspiration there coming out. And uh, we have a 12 to 15-year-old class and a 15 to 18-year-old class. Okay. Um, following her observations of psychological development so you know that it doesn't follow the the school system we have today because that would be like seventh to ninth grade Mm -hmm. and then 10th to 12th grade yeah so um but it does follow um you know you kind of cross over into a different stage of development in 10th grade yeah Yeah. so we're we want to be sensitive to those observations um which I mean, it's amazing what she noticed and observed is now all being kind of proven, you know, or shown mm-hmm. to be true by all the neuroscience that's being done. You know, yeah. she's, she was way ahead of her time in the things that she was noticing. And she doesn't write a lot about adolescence, but she does have um, a very small essay, really, Arid Kinder. And uh, she talks about some things that really overlap with what John Sr. says and with the Oxford tutorial system and with monastic pedagogy, mm. which is our other big uh, inspiration that we're drawing yeah. from. Well, you've put a lot, a lot, integrated a lot of different uh, things. Is John Sr. still alive or is he, he passed? He's not. He's passed on? Okay. No. He, he'd probably be, be he smiling down upon you. I hope so. <laughs> what you're doing. I hope so. Um, well, tell me about the staff. Who, who are your in- instructors uh, and what, what, what kind of qualifications do they have? So, um, like I said, I've been teaching for 25 years um, and I went to the University of Dallas for both my undergraduate and my master's degree. Um, in literature and medieval and renaissance studies Um, and my husband who is currently acting as a tutor for the AP the students who want to do any AP exams um, he has his PhD so he did actually he has a background in physics Uh, he did his physics degree at the University of Durham and then came to the University of Dallas, did a master's in humanities, and then went to North Texas and did his PhD in business administration. Mm. So he's a professor at TCU full-time. Yeah. So mm. he he comes in and does tutorial sessions, you know, um, once a week. Um, and he's also our CFO. Uh, okay. And uh, <laughs> handles all the books and, yeah. um, and helps me with the curriculum development mm-hmm. a lot. And... 
Um, then we have Libby Upham. Oh, is yeah, going to be working with yeah. us. Yeah. I'm very yeah, excited. Dr. Dave wife. Yeah. Yes, yeah. So I'm very excited to have her on board. She's going to be heading up our, basically the math and science. We call it Quadrivium and Economia, the, mm-hmm. that program. So um, she and my husband are working on developing that curriculum and um, making sure that, so you you said before, like the Common Core is over here and we're over here, yeah. which is true in one sense. But we're we also want these students, like we're making sure that they hit, yeah, uh, yeah, all of the the things that they need to know. Yeah, so they're just learning it in a much better way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> right, like, right. It's you know, so that's what they're going to be working on. It's kind of making sure you're not you're not going to have gaps in your and for instance. When you get through with your your classes, if you want to go on and do the AP exam or something, or you know you want to go do a CLEP exam or mm-hmm. something, that you would have the knowledge you need to do that. Yeah. Um, now we don't give exams in the same way that other schools do either. We do have assessments given, especially for math mm-hmm. and stuff like where you we need to check and see. Yeah. Uh, are you getting this, or what can we help you with? Um, for trivium, you know, it's it's easy. You can you're reading their papers, you're hearing their oral reports. You can give them the feedback and help them work uh, to get better. Um, and then for humanities, we don't really have a lot of exams at all. We because we are small. Another reason to stay small. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know our students. Yeah. We know what they know. Mm-hmm. I can tell if they haven't done their work yeah. i can yeah. tell if they're falling asleep in class you know i'm, I'm sitting it's three of us sitting mm-hmm. there and i can yeah. say what's yeah. going on you know yeah. like so and i have been so impressed with our students this year and the discussions that we've had and the questions that they've come up with and their thoughtfulness and insight it's it's my favorite part about yeah about teaching is you see those down. lights going on yeah, yeah. And yeah having these great discussions and um so we do have nine students this year. Um, our goal for next year is 12. Okay. Total. Total. Yeah, that's okay. And, but that's, you're maxing out at 12 per class. Per class. But you, but you have two classes, so you could go up to 24 if, if you, if you so wanted to, right? That in, so in our current space, yeah. um, we can do 12 comfortably. Yeah. If we have more than that... We'll look at other options. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, if we ended up getting more than 12, we could look at, at finding a new space, possibly, or figuring out a way to make it work there. But again, I, what I'm really wanting to do is is find people who want to support Catholic girls' education. And we have a couple, you know, people we're talking to, but yeah. we want to get our own campus so right. that we can have, you know, I mean, my dream, I've designed the campus in my head already and you know I want you know a central piazza with a chapel at one end and the, the houses down the sides of the piazza yeah. you got big big plans yeah, yeah. and a yeah. shop you want to stay in Irving yeah I think it will we've yeah. talked we actually traveled the country looking at where we might want to do this um, this last summer we went we looked at buildings we looked at old boarding schools that had closed mm-hmm. down we looked at a lot of yeah. different places and Irving is a very unique community yeah. and you know we moved away a couple times and came back because yeah. of the people here right. and very catholic i mean it's a very catholic community and it's also 
full of UD graduates yeah. who also love the liberal arts. Right. Right. So they, they have kind of similar values, not only uh, spiritually, but intellectually. Yeah. So, yeah. and, and that's important, you know, to us that, that we're, um, we're raising our kids somewhere where they have like-minded right, people right. around to encourage them, especially in a culture that is so confused and, um, darkened. Yeah. And Maybe this is the remedy is just to uh, get started educating. I think that's what uh, in, in large part ruined the culture is yes. a lot of bad education. Let me just remind everybody, this is the interview of the week. Laura Neri is uh, co-founder and directress of St. Anthony's Academy in Irving, authentically Catholic girls education, embracing classical studies and experiential learning. And uh, their website, stanthonysacademy.org. Uh, they have an open house tomorrow, February 20th. We'll tell you about uh, so much more uh, that, that I want to ask you about. Uh, and again, stanthonysacademy.org is the website. Uh, on on the, the FAQs on your website, it's, it asks about being Eastern Catholic. Uh, tell, yes. us, tell us about that. Yes. Yeah, so we, my husband and I, our family is Eastern Catholic. Um, we've actually been going to St. Basil the Great mm-hmm. in Irving uh, for 16 years. Uh, we Well, we moved to Rome for a while, and when we were living in Rome, we went to Melkite liturgy, and we loved it. And But we didn't have a Melkite liturgy here, mm-hmm. sadly, until this last year. Yeah. So yeah. we finally have a Melkite liturgy. Father Malik? Uh, yes. You know, yeah. Yes. yeah we've, we've been here several okay. times. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I... I'm very excited about this. So we've been going to the Melkite Liturgy now. Now it still meets at St. Basil's. Yeah. So it's kind of funny. Like yeah. we're still going to the same building right. f- until they can get a church built. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. um, but right now, uh, that's what we're doing. And we plan to be there, you know, mm-hmm. and help get this church built, I hope. And, uh, you know, my dream, I would love to somehow have it on the same land or something like yeah, you know be very yeah. connected with our church so father malik is he directly connected with saint anthony's he is not okay. uh, at this point i i love him and i've been very excited to have a priest who is so solid and so well educated mm-hmm. and um you know i would love to have his instruction yeah. benefit our our students yeah, Someday, well, one day. I hope. Um, <laughs> is there opportunities for the sacraments on a, on a day-to-day basis, mass or a confession or anything like that at, at the academy? Not at our academy. We actually rent space from a Protestant church, mm-hmm. from um, Western Heritage Cowboy Church. Yeehaw! Oh, and they are just very kind yeah. and wonderful people. We've had a great experience with them, but we can't hold mass at, their, at a Protestant church. So, oh, okay. Um, what we so we have the divine office as i said and we certainly invite our students to join us so we go to, you know to sunday liturgy and then every friday night father malik does a um we have a vespers service and followed by catechesis every other week uh that's in lent it will be tuesday and thursday night but mm-hmm. We invite our students to come, you know, for any of the services yeah. at the church, yeah. and um, and we have. I would say, I'm amazed at just how often our faith comes up in every area, and how it it's really woven through, mm-hmm. you know, our our curriculum. Yeah. So, 
Um, but yeah, I would love to have, we did have Friday morning liturgy last year um, with Father Christopher. Father Christopher Andrews, yeah. who yeah. was here. Oh, gosh, yeah. Father, I, I miss him so much. Yeah, you know? yeah. He, yeah. he, he used he to come great. over here all the time. He, he was, was such, great. such a character, too. He is. Uh, let, let me ask you, before we started recording, you were sharing with me about your technology policy. Yes. And uh, tell us about that, because this is very unique. And <laughs> uh, I just, I, I'm... Uh, yeah. It is, it is. And it, you know, I don't know. <laughs> I know, so our policy is that we ask families to get on board with living in the real world so it's asking a lot i Mm -hmm. think and and it it means that maybe we will only have 12 students Mm -hmm. so you know it's not for everyone um but again we're trying to combat the screen addiction and even if you're you don't have actual screen addiction just the waste of time yeah like you know time needs to be better spent you Mm -hmm. know and so if if the students have the opportunity of as soon as they get home from school playing video games and watching television, they have a very different mindset at school. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's we encourage the parents and the students to get on board with this if they want to come to St. Anthony's. Mm-hmm. So we, we ask them to sign off uh, on an agreement saying, you know, I will not have a phone. We, the the older students who are driving themselves, we, you know, understand that the parents want them to have a phone for safety reasons. Mm-hmm. So what we say is, I will. They sign something saying, "I will not have a phone with internet capability." Okay. Whether that's a wise phone, a gab phone, um, a dumb phone, you know, or an iPhone that's had everything disabled. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there are various. There's so many options now for yeah. ways to have a phone without having the internet. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, we and then we ask them. You know, we don't go peek in their windows at night, and make sure they're <laughs> they're. But we ask. You know, out of you know, yeah. we trust them to encourage their students when they're home to read books and garden and mm-hmm. build things and <clears throat> do things with their hands and spend time with their family and yeah. play board games and you know we we try to facilitate a lot of student. Uh, game nights and you know things like that so and we say you know we're not luddites we're not completely against all technology or anything Mm -hmm. but but it needs to really be diminished yeah and so we we ask like if you have screen time do a family movie night Mm -hmm. you know watch a movie together and instead of like going off by yourself and playing video games right right. everybody in their own room yeah yeah (laughs) so Interesting. Okay, so that that's uh, that's the technology policy. Uh, Laura Neri, again, founder, director of St. Anthony's Academy for Girls as of this fall. Um, there, there's an open house tomorrow, Sunday, the 20th of February. Can you give us the details about that, the time, and sure. uh, what will be going on uh, yes. at the open house? Uh, so that will actually be at our house. Uh, we've been having information nights at the school, but, of course, the the Western Heritage will be having their church services on Sunday. So we're doing a, an open house at our own home, uh, which is uh, at 2.30. And if you go to our website, you can find a place where you can RSVP and get all the details and the address and everything. And uh, it'll be an afternoon coffee, and children are welcome. You can bring your families by in the afternoon and 
Um, and we will would love to talk to you about our program and answer any questions that you might have. All right, two thirty tomorrow, Sunday the twentieth, and they can register and RSVP SaintAnthony'sAcademy.org. Um, and that uh, will be the open house where, and it's uh, this is for the the, the girls uh, uh, academy, which is beginning in the fall, and so this will just be for uh, girls from seventh through twelfth grade, you know, yes. uh, rising seventh through twelfth graders. Uh, do you have a formal relationship with University of Dallas, or what? What, what is that? Um, well, personally, not the school does not. Yeah. Um, I'm on the alumni board, and I love the University of Dallas. It changed yeah. my life. I yeah. became Catholic because of the University of Dallas. Mm, um, convert. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, and um, I I owe so much to my education there and yeah. my professors. I so yeah, I enjoy serving on the alumni board, and um, you know, we do things like we St. Anthony's had a table at alumni weekend. Uh, this year and you know so it's a because I'm involved in both <laughs> you know mm-hmm. there's a little crossover but nothing formal yeah uh, the name St. Anthony's you were saying before we started that it's actually two different Anthony's that yes. this is named after tell us about that yes uh, so it's it's both St. Anthony of Padua and St. Anthony the Great so we we love both yeah. And uh, and they're an Eastern saint and a Western saint. Yeah, got them both covered. And uh, the great was he—he he was a, a monk, right? Was he the one that went was, off into the desert? Yes, yeah. the father of monasticism. Yeah, yeah. And um, so we we wanted to keep both of them, and I feel like I need to explain. We we had a lot of conversations about the lack of apostrophe in our name because <laughs> I'm a grammarian myself, yeah. and it really, uh, you know, we thought it would look because technically it should say saints anthony's academy which just sounds weird Saints, yeah so yeah. we decided to Doesn't roll off the tongue to go with saint anthony's as more of an an adjective <laughs> instead yeah. of a possessive so it's but it still bothers me that lack of uh, of apostrophe there yeah. but does anybody say well why is a girl's school named you know after uh, you know two males <laughs> well so you know since we've been co-ed, nobody has has questioned it. But yeah. now I have had several people ask, "Are you going to change the name?" Yeah, um, that is certainly a possibility. Uh, it requires a lot of paperwork mm-hmm. and uh, you know, legally and tax wise and everything. So we're not going to rush into that. That's not our our big priority right now. Yeah. So, but someday we probably will change the name. Okay. Uh, what we have within the academy is the lower school, the 12 to 15 year old class is, um, and then the upper school say they, they have their own patron saints. Okay. So there's St. Uh, Hilda house, which is after St. Hildegard of Bingen. Mm-hmm. Back uh, of the church. Yeah. And, and that's the older girls. Yeah. And then the younger girls are St. Helena House, which is not after the mother of Constantine, yeah. as you might think. Uh, this is actually after St. Olga of Kiev, and she took the name uh, Helena. Oh, is that right? Okay. And okay. she was a warrior, yeah. a Viking warrior princess, okay. actually, <laughs> uh, and and. She did some damage before she was before she converted, right, <laughs> but right. she she uh, she did convert, and she actually uh, helped to Christianize Russia. She's the first saint of the Eastern oh, wow, Church. Wow! Okay. So uh, she's very neat. Has a an amazing story, and 
Yeah, I love when we we talk about saints that not everybody has heard of because you know there's some saints. Yeah. I mean, you know, my favorite Saint Thomas Aquinas, but almost everybody's heard of Saint Thomas Aquinas. Yes. Why not introduce somebody who's a little bit more obscure that has a yeah. great story, right? And we love Saint Joan of Arc, of course. She's, I mean, she's so amazing. We just finished reading in class actually Mark Twain's Joan of Arc, and mm. I mean, but. I kind of feel like there are lots of girls schools named Joan of Arc, and yeah. so we wanted another warrior saint. So. Yeah, yeah. How about Scholastica would be a nice yes, one? You know, yeah. Okay, just throwing some ideas out yeah, there if you, if you yeah. do decide to change the name. But yes. that was Benedict's sister, right? I think. Yes, uh, yeah, yep, twin ben. sister. Um, all right, so St. Anthony's Academy in Irving. It's uh, starting up uh, in the fall for, as a authentically Catholic girls' education, embracing classical studies and experiential learning. Boy, there's so many things. I mean, we've been talking a long time there's still a lot of things that we haven't touched on specifically. What about tuition? So we really want to keep tuition affordable uh, for Catholic families. And um, so we set our tuition pretty lo- <laughs> lower than we need, yeah. but hoping to- we're also seeking donations and stuff. So um, the tuition is set at, and we've done it in such a way that the girls do a work study. So they work off part of their tuition mm-hmm. in the student business. Uh, so the tuition is set at ten thousand uh, for the upper school, but they work off two thousand. So it, the parents are responsible for eight. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then for the that's for the whole year. That's right? for the whole year, okay. which is, I think, a very uh, it's comparable also to other Catholic schools in the area. Mm-hmm. So we didn't want to. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And and we are a newer school, right? We acknowledge that. We're learning and growing. But we do want to offer a just wage to our teachers, and we do hire high-quality teachers, Mm -hmm. right? Who We we look for teachers who have experience and education. Um, And, you know, we, not to say none of our, we have some young teachers, who graduated, you know, we have a teacher from Benedictine, a teacher from Wyoming Catholic, who have been amazing. And uh, and they're young. Yeah. You know, but I've been very impressed with their abilities. And, uh, but for instance, Libby has 25 years of experience. I have 25 years of experience. My husband also has 25 years of teaching experience. And so... Um, we want to to be sure and honor our teachers. Mm-hmm. And, you know, our, another goal of mine after having taught in Catholic schools and being pretty miserable, you know, grading 99 essays yeah. Yeah, every, right. I mean, I, I graded, you know, <laughs> yeah. every evening, every weekend, every holiday. It was just yeah. grading and preparation, grading and preparation. And, um, and writing out these lesson plans that really were kind of useless. And, mm-hmm. So for our teachers, we also want to provide a joyful career. Mm-hmm. We yeah. want you know them to, if your teachers love what they're doing and are passionate about what they're talking about, that gets passed on to the students. Yeah. Right? If your teachers are miserable, that also gets mm-hmm. passed on to the students. Yeah. Yeah. So we aim to, to have happy faculty and uh, who are interested in lifelong learning yeah. and to show the students, to model for the students. Learning is never over, yeah. right? You, yeah. You're never done. So uh, 
there's kind of a goofy saying through um, the, I did a little bit of Montessori adolescent training, mm-hmm. and one of the sayings is, you know, the teacher is the guide on the side rather than the sage on the stage. Right? <laughs> like, so I like that. We're not just up yeah. there lecturing. It's yeah. not this. I'm telling you how it is. Write it down. Memorize it. Regurgitate mm-hmm. it. It's. We're, we're learning together too. Like, I'm interested in this. We're reading this book together and then we're having these great discussions about it, right? You're, you never stop, and particularly with the practical arts, you know, I've learned, you know, how to make Coptic books and sew them together and do, you know, like, so we've been doing that together. I didn't know how to do that before. Mm -hmm. You know, I learned how to do it and I teach them how to do it. So, It's um it's a beautiful experience and it makes going to work really joyful. Yeah, yeah, that's right. There's a the, the, a great teacher can can change lives, like you say, you know, guiding them and in, 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 that's awesome. Uh, we are coming to the the end of our interview. It's really interesting uh, what's happening. There's so much good Catholic stuff in Irving, and uh, St. Anthony's Academy in Irving is uh, now uh, accepting you know families who are interested in coming out to an open house tomorrow. Be at two thirty at uh, the Nary House. And you can find out the information, RSVP, org. Authentically Catholic Girls Education, Embracing Classical Studies and Experiential Learning. Uh, a few other things, probably won't get to everything I wanted to ask you about, but uh, you, know, you handed me a little trifold when you came in. And I love it. Every, everything's hands-on. I mean, from playing musical instruments to it, it, it looks you know, so different, yeah. you know, from what you normally think of at schools. But in the very front, uh, there's um, a young lady, a, 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 a female student. Looks like she's gardening or yes. cultivating the ground. Yes, she and is. And you have something on your website called uh, Friday Farm Day oh, or yes. something. Is that actual working the, the Absolutely. Land? I can't believe I forgot to mention that. Uh, that's super exciting to me we are partnering with a friend's uh small farm out in greenville so on fridays the students will go out uh and it's not token farm work it's actually helping them keep their farm going yeah so it's we get to do this is very important montessori says for the adolescents real work Mm -hmm. not token work but work that you know if you don't do this yeah. Something bad could happen. Right? Yeah, <laughs> like right. we don't want their their farm to go under, or something. Like yeah. you know, like we can help real people in real work, and the the girls will be milking the cows and making cheese and yogurt and butter and keeping the bees and harvesting the honey yeah. and uh, grooming the horses. And we really want to incorporate a lot of work with horses yeah that's yeah. Uh, important to us and, and uh gosh who doesn't love horses i, I mean know. they get to ride them as so, well and well, uh, that's our hope we're, we're working out the details on on the farm uh, on exactly what will happen but um but they will be doing the work to help this farm so yeah, i'm very yeah. excited about i interview this. some folks from out there i wonder if it's to say are you at liberty to say what the farm is or is it uh is, uh, i i, I, I know yeah some, uh, it's the holloman yeah farm. yeah r.w yeah. holloman yes. yeah I, I know them yes. that's not the people i interviewed but uh, there was another so folks that that moved from from became from city slickers to moved out yes. and started up a farm but i do know the hollomans out there yeah. in Greenville. he's he's a yeah i think he's a fellow They're jesuit wonderful. grad 
Uh, yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. How cool that uh, that hands-on experience. This is so exciting, and I think we've pretty much covered everything. I'm, I'm writing all these uh, uh, extracurriculars. I mean, obviously, you're not going to have a football team uh, well, with the girls, but uh, if somebody wants to play volleyball or soccer, it, 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 so what, what what can they do? We um, we are too small to have sports teams. Yeah. Uh, but we do have we join with the police athletic league for yeah. archery. So the students, you know, it's not mandatory, it's optional. Um, but several of the students did it this last year and it'll start back up in March and they actually uh, they go twice a week and and from March to November mm-hmm. and then they, they do a hunting like a camp out where they go and bow hunt. So um, I'm really excited about that. So um, we also have, um, right now, this year we have an after-school athletics club, which meets twice a week. And they do, I mean, they do throwing axes at targets. (laughs) They do all kinds of games. And we also, um, actually, I forgot to mention this, we have... um, Someone, Jessica Kane, who is wonderful, if you don't hurt. Yeah, sure. She, uh, the plan is that she will come and start our day off every morning with martial arts. So for 30 minutes, they will have physical training. You know, they will be getting in shape and they will be learning some self-defense. Well, you all thought of everything, haven't you? I mean, this is like a full rounded you know, like experience of everything. Yeah, the whole person, every single part of it. uh, uh, very, very interesting. Well, well, thanks so much. Uh, Thank if you. there's anything else that you, we didn't talk about, you want to mention, uh, feel free to. I just want to give out the details here. Uh, St. Anthony's Academy, authentically Catholic girls education, embracing classical studies and experiential learning. It's in Irving and, uh, they're having an open house tomorrow, February 20th. And uh, you, you also mentioned before we started about something about enrollment deadline, March yes. 1st or something? Yeah, March 1st. Uh, after March 1st, our enrollment fee goes up. Okay. So I'm right. encouraging people to, to if you want to enroll, uh, do so before March 1st so you can save $100. And, All right. uh, yeah. and I'm happy to, if you can't come to our information afternoon, um, contact me. I'm happy to give you a tour to, you know, you can come up to the school. I can show you around and answer any questions you might have. Um, and, uh, the one other thing I, I did forget to mention, we, we use something called positive discipline, which is also, it's, it's a wonderful system. It's used in a lot of Montessori schools, but it, it also helps to teach social skills and how to communicate and yeah, yeah. which adolescents need to learn we mm-hmm. all need to learn yeah, and i yeah. never learned this as an adolescent so how to deal with your frustration respectfully how to bring something to another person who you're upset with and have a real conversation about it yeah so we have a class meeting every day where we and the students you know they don't get to decide everything they have guidance but they do have some say so in how things work <laughs> yeah, at the yeah. school so they have we want them to have a buy-in, right? Mm-hmm. This is yeah. this is their school. Yeah. So yeah. so we do allow whenever possible we vote. 
Right, you know, right. On, a little democracy the, there. Yeah. All right, uh, Sizzle saying we've got to wrap this up. Uh, this is what we call a double interview. And so mm-hmm. uh, well, thank you so much for coming in. Congratulations on thank all the you. exciting things going on. I can sense the excitement and, uh, you know, really just the beginning of, you know, I hope you'll come back maybe once a year and give yeah. us an update because uh, I hope you get that land. I hope, uh, you know, you, you get your, your chapel and your oratory and all those yes. things that you're talking about. Thanks for listening to KATH 910 AM, Frisco, Dallas, Fort Worth, and North Texas. Catholic radio for your soul on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Heard also at grnonline.com and on your smartphone.